Hello, you're listening to Psychic-ish. Oh, that's a high pitch. (laughs) My name is Lydia and I will be your host for today. This podcast here is all about how I feel that I'm too psychic for the normal world, but too normal for the psychic world. So I'm here to tell you what it's really like for me to see a spirit. If you think that might tickle your pickle, buddy your crumpet, stay tuned. <laughs> Welcome to episode Lucky Seven. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah, I'm pretending that last week's little lucky seven thing didn't happen, so we're just going to scooch right past that. Now, I'm feeling quite smug at the moment just because, as you know, if you've seen on my social media, I have COVID. I think it's, uh, I think we're on day eight now at the time of recording, so this is the 17th of April, I'm on day 8, and I've been given strict instructions this week from my boyfriend to not record and just to rest. However, <laughs> I've really been wanting to, and uh, he's an avid, avid rugby league Warriors fan, and today there's a game on. So I've been planning since yesterday for the moment he goes downstairs to start watching the game, that I sneak on up here and record a quick little episode. Now, all that means is that if you hear some yelling, again, that's not a spirit, that is my boyfriend. He's a diehard vocal fan. So apologies in advance, but we all know that uh, the Warriors don't do too well on the best today, so... (laughs) We probably won't hear anything. (laughs) They're on a three-week winning streak, so if anything happens, please don't tell him because he will blame it on me if they don't win today. (laughs) He'll blame it on me saying that. I just want to hear this. I just just want to share this little tidbit before we get going because I feel like If you start hearing my boyfriend yelling and screaming in the background, I don't want you to think that that's what he's like all the time. (laughs) I'm very aware of that. He did something quite precious a few weeks ago. I don't know if I've said this before, but he doesn't listen to the podcast. He actually has a lot of trouble hearing me reflect on experiences that have brought me a bit of pain and trauma. He, He can't handle imagining little Lydia going through a hard time so that's his decision and I absolutely support it so he was on the phone to his parents it must have been I think when episode four or five was coming out and I said to him I was like you know ask if they've listened to the podcast yet because they've only just recently found out that I have all this stuff going on which is something I will talk about in a future episode with their permission of course However, they were they were sort of asking me like, oh, you know, well, how do we get it? How do we listen to it? Where do you listen to a podcast? And I said to him, I was like, look, I think you can just go in and just share an episode. I think you can do this and showing him how to do it. And he looks at Apple Podcasts and he's like, Lydia, 
people have rated your podcast. And I was like, yeah, 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 I know. And he's like, they've rated it five stars. I was like, yeah, like some people really like it. <laughs> he was just like so dumbfounded because I think maybe they're about five. And like, I know I don't ask people to do that. So it's just nice when it does happen because it's like, oh, people are doing that literally out of the kindness of their heart. Anyway, he goes back trying to talk his parents through something or another and I leave the room and I come back in and I'm sort of walking over quickly and I just catch what he's doing on his phone before he realizes that I'm there. I mean, I'm a girl. We've been dating for like seven years. I I, I have it down to an art form seeing what he's doing on his phone without bringing any attention to it. Like, I know that's embarrassing. I know it's awful, but hey, I've got no shame here. If I did, we wouldn't be here, would we? (laughs) So usually, like, I'm used to seeing him, you know, go through Instagram and maybe linger on a thirst trap for a second or two too long. And I give him a lot of shit for it. Um, More just to show that, like, I'm right here. I can see what you're doing. Like that kind of thing. Like, look, but I'm right here. (laughs) Can't blame him. It's been seven years. Anyway, I just walk back into the room just as I see him rate the podcast five stars. I was just like, Daniel, you haven't even listened to it. He's like, yeah, yeah, I know. I was like, but you just rated it five stars. And he's like, yeah, I believe in you. And it would just, like, it melted my heart so much. Like, he would not have told me that he did that, ever. He, it's not like he was like, hey, Lynn, I'm going to rate your podcast. It was just, I was out of the room. I walk in just as he's tapped five stars. And I don't know. Uh, that just really pulled at my heartstrings, that one. So before we hear him yelling in the background, I just thought, let's have that nice little image of him in our minds, shall we? I know on our uh, question box time last Thursday, a few of you asked if anything came of the name that came through to me in the last episode. Now, just as a little bit of a backtrack, I had had a dream back in 2019 um, with two men dancing next to a sign that said clairvoyant on it. And the more I focused on the sign and the word clairvoyant, the more words around it would appear and I'd be able to read them and it would give some kind of information or context. And the two men were super cheeky. They were dancing around and they were really encouraging of me focusing on the sign, right? And then as I was talking about this and as I was talking about what had happened the next day and seeing someone in the hallway at my boyfriend's parents' house, I made the connection that the man that I saw was actually in the dream the day before. And then a name started coming through to me. I really want to know who this was because I thought, I thought I knew who it was, but hmm, I don't know. Maybe I saw my spirit guide in the flesh. Maybe one of Dan's ancestors is one of my spirit guides. <gasps> I'm getting a nod and goosebumps. 
Who's the spirit guy? Richard? Richard? Can I get in there, Richard? Dickie? Dickie? Richard? Hmm. So I did follow up on that with my boyfriend's mum. I followed up on that with my boyfriend first. He said he didn't know anyone in his family with the name Richard and I was right not to trust him and just go straight to the source, <laughs> the matriarch. <laughs> um, it turns out, yeah, there is someone with that name in my boyfriend's family. It's on his mum's side and it was a great uncle. He had passed away before my boyfriend's mum was born, so she never met him, but he was definitely a doting and loving presence on her elder sibling. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's just quite cool to make that connection because I can't remember if I said it in the initial episode on episode six or not, but the other men in the dream I really felt had some kind of connection to my my dad's side of the family or my dad's dad's side of the family. The name Henry that was coming through for him is sort of a name that was used as a nickname either between my dad or my papa. I can't really remember when, but I know there's something there. I just don't really know what it is yet. But the I, I mean a funny thing is, is that I I remember I was like, oh is it is is Richard is is Sticky is he a spirit guide? And as I was writing down a note to text my boyfriend's mum in the morning, I was getting, no, 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 not a spirit guide, spiritual teacher. And I mean, I've only just started warming up to the idea of spirit guide, so I don't know what a spiritual teacher is, but this is my note from that night time, just to make sure that I didn't forget to text in the morning. I said, Richard. Text Dan's mum. He's insistent he's a spiritual teacher, not spirit guide. Whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> so please forgive me. I feel like he has such a sense of humour that he won't mind. But I just wanted to keep everyone up to date on that one. That, um, yeah, some spiritual teachers seem to be part of the family. Now I did want to keep this episode short and sweet just because I know I've had a bit of a run of long ones recently and I should be responsible and not go on for too long while I'm not at a hundred percent. And I'd had, I, I mean, I'd already recorded an episode to follow up on last week's one, but I was sitting here and I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about and something just came to mind. And you know what? I'm, I'm just going to roll with it. Uh, I had a message come through from a friend earlier in the week saying, did we just miss out a big chunk of your life on purpose? Are we not going to hear what's happened between the ages of 14 and 24 or whatever? And I said, oh, no, 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 no. There's no real rhyme or reason to the order of these episodes. What happens is I end up talking about something. And then during that chat, I could probably go off on about three tangents and then I'd choose 
which tangent to go on for the next episode and it just sort of goes around in circles because I try and find links to each experience but there is I mean there's already a link today for today's episode so I'm going to be talking about my papa he was my dad's dad and with a with a granddad on my mum's side um I was incredibly close to him. He was definitely my male role model growing up. And with my papa, I loved him to bits as well. I still do. He was a bit... He was a bit intimidating though. He had a very esteemed role in Auckland. And I'm not going to go into any detail because I'm not too sure he'd want me to. I don't want to do anything that would tarnish his reputation or give any links between us because honestly that was the scariest thing for me when I began recording this podcast I just didn't want to tie my name to his and have him be disappointed in any way so my papa I have talked about him before his wife was the grandma who passed away before I was born so it was in his apartment that I saw her photograph, and it was in his apartment where I'd go and steal his mellow puffs. <laughs> Always well stocked on the mellow puffs. But yeah, because he was really highly esteemed, he was extremely intelligent, and I don't know, I, I, I felt like our relationship was more at an arm's length in comparison to my other grandparents. I'm pausing because I don't really know where to go next, but it the uh, there's no real way around it. Um, I was in the room with my papa when he passed away. So I was 15. He had had quite a long struggle with dementia and uh, where he was living was sort of on the way home from school midway. So my mum, my sisters and I would pop in quite a lot and he'd been in an, an induced coma for a wee while and I think we'd been told that he didn't have too long left. So it was at the point where we were going every day after school just to check in on him. And this one day, my auntie was there as well. We were all sort of sitting around his bedside and uh, he just woke up from his coma. He woke up and he looked around and we all were looking at each other in complete relief. We thought that meant he was getting better. Um, I think we cried a lot. <laughs> but it wasn't, um, it wasn't him getting better. He, he passed away. And I think it took a few moments for us to realise what was going on. His breathing was quite laboured. And my auntie, I've said before that we've we've gone to religious schools growing up, but aren't really actively religious ourselves. Our auntie is, and she started singing songs that would be sung. I don't know in what scenarios, but we all ended up singing along, and it was actually quite lovely in that respect until until he did finally pass. A few minutes or a few moments, I don't know, 
after he passed, my mum had to take me out of the room because I think I must have had a panic attack. I don't know. I just remember going into shock and standing outside for quite a while. I can't remember much of what came around after that, but I know that my dad turned up and it had been quite a few years since I'd seen him. And we hugged and then he went inside. And my elder sister now, I didn't realise, but we only talked about this a few weeks ago, she'd actually stayed with my papa. She was his favourite. <laughs> Everyone knew it. She was, uh, she was definitely his favourite and the favourite of that grandma who passed before I was born. So she actually, she stayed with him and uh, was there when my dad saw him. All I remember though is when we did eventually go back into the place where he was. We were standing outside his door and on above the number on his door. Oof, sorry, I can hear my boyfriend swearing downstairs. I'm sorry if that's being picked up. <laughs> it's quite the vibe killer. <laughs> There was a praying mantis on the number of my papa's room. And I remember looking at it and looking at the number of his room and seeing that um, that was his age. His room number was his age. Sorry, I just need a moment because my, my boyfriend's really putting me off and this is quite, so, quite heavy to talk about. <laughs> So just give me a second. <laughs> Tell you what, I'm glad I'm not downstairs. I need my hearing. <laughs> anyway, I, I remember looking up at that number and seeing, making the connection that that was his age at that time and seeing the praying mantis on the door. And my mum saw that too. I remember going back home after everything that happened and we all just sat in the lounge I remember I played Sims because I just couldn't stop thinking about what had happened and my mum I remember her saying you know it's okay if we don't want to go to sleep straight away because I think it was quite late because so I think we all knew that there was no way we were going to get to sleep that night but my mum noticed the praying mantis too and I think that was the first time I oh, I'm never recording at the time when the warriors are playing again I thought I was being so sneaky I hope none of this is coming through okay I think that was the first time I noticed a sign, per se. I think all my experiences up until this point had been seeing that grandmother that passed away before I was born. And then after that, I'd started hearing things, as I've mentioned in previous episodes. Don't think I'd started seeing anything yet. But every now and again, I'd see a praying mantis and I knew that that was my papa. Wow. 
this is karma. This is karma for me trying to be sneaky and recording while I've got COVID and going behind my boyfriend's back. Now he's ruining my vibe. Anyway, I'd see a praying mantis and I'd just know it was him. I think the thing about praying mantises is you don't see them very much, but they weirdly really reflect him and his personality like they look very wise yeah I don't know there's something about them that just makes sense that that would be his sign anyway I never saw him I've had one dream about him and that was recently but I've I have never seen him and that's okay there was a while for a few months after he passed I'd get flashbacks of the moments where he passed and looking back now I can see that that was probably a bit of PTSD self-diagnosed of course but I didn't know much about mental health back then (laughs) the one thing that my papa's passing introduced me to was seeing colour and I know that I haven't talked about that yet but it seems to be quite a big chunk of my psychic abilities development especially during the time where I started hearing spirits at night time, sort of in between that and starting to see them when I was 19, so within that five-year period, I'd start to see colour. The first time I saw it, I was around my eldest sister and we were sitting in her lounge and she has clear sort of cream walls behind her couch And I remember just seeing two splotches of red floating around her. They'd sort of move apart and then go close together. I don't even know how to describe them. They kind of look like colourful shadows that just float around the room. These ones were really small though. And I just had the knowing that that was my papa and the grandma that passed away before I was born. I knew that it was them and that they were around my eldest sister. It was almost like how in the second episode I talked about how I just knew that my grandmother was sitting next to me in the car and I put my hand out for her to hold it. It was like that sense of knowing as much as I know my own name, I knew that they were there. And seeing them as little little red blind spots I don't know if you've ever had a migraine where you get an aura in your vision but that's that's the closest thing that I can describe but I know that not many people may have had classic migraines like I have growing up but yeah it's kind of like I don't know maybe like if you looked into a kaleidoscope and there was just sort of like a dinner plate sized color floating around the room that's what I see it's like Now that I can see auras, it's the similar kind of light. I don't know if you've ever seen your own aura, but it's that kind of translucency. So I'd start seeing colour, mostly with him. And it was mostly around my sister. It was not all the time at all, but it was mostly when we were just sitting in her lounge chatting and I'd sort of look off into the corner and she'd be like, Lydia, what are you looking at? And she'd say, she'd ask if anyone was around. She'd say, is someone here? She's, um, doesn't make her the most comfortable. 
to talk about this kind of stuff. So I've just learned to say no, just for her peace of mind. Sorry if you're listening. <laughs> I promise, I promise I won't lie in future, but <laughs> maybe just don't ask in future and then we can get around that. <laughs> but another thing she had, he'd always wear a beret. Like that was his signature, that was his thing. He was very chic, very fashionable, and he'd always wear a beret. And she has that in her house. And I don't know if you know much about the clear senses, clear audience, clairvoyance, clear sentience, those sorts of things. So clairvoyancy is seeing spirits, clear audiency is hearing them. So I've got a bit of both. Clear sentience is feeling what they're feeling. So it's kind of like being an empath with them, I think. Well, that's my own interpretation anyway. Now, I've just forgotten, but there's a clear for smells. And my popper is the only spirit that I've ever smelled. And that sounds really, really bizarre when I say it out loud. But he had a, he, as I said, he was chic. He was fashionable. He had a signature scent. He loved his cars. And I feel like it's a bit of a mixture with the fresh leather that was in his cars. It was very, very specific. And... There's only been about two or three times where I would smell that same smell and just immediately know he was around. I'm actually just getting a bit of a memory um, comeback now. I know that I used to get lots of flashbacks of the day he passed when I was hanging out washing in our garage. We'd, we'd hang out towels in our garage. And for the first few months when I had those flashbacks, I would smell him as well. So. I haven't really put that together before. I, I didn't realise, because I didn't even know what any clear things were at that time. I didn't know that I could see people. I just knew that I was hearing spirits. Uh, bizarre. He, was, he must have been around, and I just didn't know. Um, But yeah, I mean, that's a little introduction into how I've seen signs of, of a loved one come through that it's a really big contrast to his wife, isn't it? It's a massive contrast to that grandma that passed away before I was born. I mean, seeing her in the flesh, seeing her in her wedding dress in my doorway, as I talked about in episode one, and her walking in and kissing me on the forehead and then watching me go to sleep and then seeing her face a few times later, you compare that with seeing a praying mantis, seeing a blob of colour, a smell of someone you remember. And it, there's such a contrast of subtlety. Like one experience on one hand was so completely jarring and traumatic and the second was just subtle, so subtle that you question if it even happened every time. But I know that's kind of like my papa. Like, I don't actually think he'd, he'd bother coming through. I think he'd have better things to do. <laughs> I hate to bring it up, but I just wonder how, how different my life would have been if um, my grandmother came through. 
in a way like this or a butterfly maybe or just seeing some colour to be fair if I was just seeing some colour my mum would probably just take me to go see an eye doctor and give me glasses or something but I do wonder how different it would be maybe that experience needed to be what it was maybe it needed to be that full on, that clear to kind of help push my abilities along throughout my life maybe I needed that kind of experience to jump start everything if not it's just an interesting point because it's it's almost like this this scenario so seeing my popper in not seeing my popper <laughs> sensing my popper in one way contrasted against sensing my grandmother that passed away before I was born in another sense it sort of creates this threshold for my experience with that set of grandparents on one side of the threshold you have an extremely true undeniable sign on the other hand you have an extremely subtle and deniable sign if I'd never had what happened with my my grandmother I wouldn't even know I don't think that about the praying mantis thing I wouldn't even think to look into that I don't know I feel like I'm rambling I feel like I wish I was actually talking about this on a day where I could string a few sentences together and had all my brain cells in my head because I feel like I'm scratching at the surface of something quite important like where is where's the perfect point on the threshold for a loved one to come through show a sign that it's undeniably them but also make sure that it doesn't instill fear in whoever is receiving that sign or their message and then again like if you flip that on its head that's different for everyone because what might be scary to me might not be scary to you and vice versa it's like does every spirit just know what the human they're trying to talk to what they can handle and what they can't I don't know what I'd do if I was just like hey every time you see me you see a butterfly sure but there's lots of butterflies around I feel like I need to have this worked out before anything touch wood oh I hate thinking about this if anything were to happen to me <laughs> just like okay I need to tell you guys that I'll be coming to you in this specific way <laughs> My poor family. <laughs> My poor family. I mean, because I, I, I was just thinking just then. I was just thinking maybe the the more loving thing to do is just not to come through to them at all. Because me coming through is quite a selfish thing, right? It would be me wanting to see them. But is the more selfless thing just letting them live their life without my interruption. That's really interesting. It's funny because I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but I have I have a really strong relationship with that grandmother that passed away before I was born. Now, I saw her once again when I was 24 and then 
over this past year, I mean, I can communicate with her whenever I wish, which is really special for me. But I don't think I'd want to change anything either way. I think even though I was scared for 20 years, I'm pretty lucky to know that she was there for me and trying to look out for me. At, at a time where I didn't know if anyone was, that that's really special. And it's really special now knowing that I've got her looking out for me too. So I don't know why I'm taking you I'm taking you on a bit of a ride as to what what could have been. <laughs> I just wonder what the perfect balance would be for someone coming through to be an undeniable sign, but to also not be too scary, to be more comforting than scary, right? But it's really lovely seeing, I mean, every now and again, my sister will send through a photo of her children and they've found a praying mantis in the garden and brought it inside and are showing her. In those moments, we all know, just like, okay, Pop is there, he's looking over my sister, he's looking over her children. And that's really nice. Anyway, I mean, if you were here, if you were here to get some kind of ghostly experience today, I'm sorry if I let you down, but this is a massive part of me being psychic. Like, if anything, seeing things like praying mantises, praying mantis, I'm unsure of this, of the plural there, seeing things like that and seeing spirits in colour, those are both palatable experiences for me that don't raise my heart rate that don't make me go into fight or flight they are few of the aspects of my psychic ishness that I really appreciate that I'm grateful for that I've always enjoyed having and they're also very constant I've always received signs whether I believe that they're signs or not is another story for another day but I've, ever since I was about 15, 16, I've always seen colour. And I don't know, that's probably one of my favourite ways to see people. I think it's quite nice for me to sit here and say, hey, I do have some experiences that aren't terrifying. Some experiences that I actually kind of enjoy. I'd never imagine that I'd ever say that I enjoy anything psychic related but I do it's not all dark like some of it is quite light being psychic-ish you know I don't think I've ever said psychic-ish in an episode before and then now I've dropped it in there twice (laughs) oh Thank you for sticking out this one with me. I meant for it to be short and sweet. We had a few obstacles there with my boyfriend's use of profanity and um, (laughs) his volume and his tone. But hey, I took a few deep breaths and I got over it. (laughs) Just for us. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to put a different kind of question box up tomorrow as I usually put question boxes up on my Instagram at Psychicish Podcast on Thursdays after the episodes have aired on a Wednesday. 
I'm going to put a question box up tomorrow that just asks if you've ever received a sign that you think could have been from a loved one who'd passed away. So something like a praying mantis, something like a specific bird or a butterfly or a coin. I just, I want to see, in a weird sense, I want to see how creative these spirits are. <sighs> so I will see you next week, bright and early at 6am. If you're a bit of a fan of the show, if you think you're starting to like it a little bit, please share it with someone you think might also enjoy it. If you haven't already, best of luck getting to sleep tonight. Bye-bye.